0: Hey, what's going on, Motivators? Dr. Drill. Today is the 12th of October 2021. I'm off today. Holy shit. I feel like a free man. Slept in till 10 a.m., took the dog down the creek for a walk, had a cup of coffee, and scrolled back and forth between emails and my little bit of Facebooking that I'm doing now. Just checking on things. excuse me, trying to proceed at my own pace today, I'm heading over to Dublin with reasonable expectations as to what I'm going to accomplish for my bear, my Dublin bear, I'm doubling down on this bear, so Dublin, Pennsylvania, out by Bedminster, this is a really beautiful stretch of Bucks County road, land, countryside, as I mentioned to you before, and as I speak, the foliage, man, it sure is popping out. Reds, oranges, and yellows, birch trees, and pin oaks, and maples, and pumpkins, you know, roadside stands with pumpkins. Look at this little pond with uh, remnants of the lily pads, even the lily pads and all that algae that grows so strongly so abundantly during the fair weather, the summer, spring. All that's fading away as well. As these nights dip into the 60s and 50s and 40s and down, the seasons change. How beautiful the seasons change. You know, I'm listening right now to and audible Alan Watts compilations of his speaking, his philosophy. If you're not familiar with this guy, and I've mentioned him many times before, his voice is freaking unbelievable, it's very calming, he's kind of got an Eastern bent, an Eastern philosophy, uh, also has background in Western religions, Christianity, Judaism, Muslim, all that stuff. He was a student of all this stuff, and he wasn't a priest. He wasn't a prophet. He was kind of just like a philosopher. He's talking about practical things. And so, if, if you were unfamiliar with Alan Watts, you need to you need to check out, check him out. Okay. So this particular audible is called "Out of Your Mind," and one of the first things he says, I'll try to put, I'll pull it up here. One speaks of awakening, it means de coming to your senses. But of course, to do that, you have to go out of your mind. You know, how true is that? In order to come to you, says, I don't know if, and I don't know if you could hear that, hopefully, but sometimes there's a little bit of a conflict. Maybe it's the competing of, for microphones or something from Audible to this podcast app. Look, We'll see if it came through. So he says, in order to experience awakening, you have to come to your senses, but in order to do that, you have to go out of your mind. And how true is that? Think about that just for a moment. In order to come to your senses, you need to go out of your mind. To me, that means that you need to get all this fucking mind fuck. You need to deny the mind fuck. You need to lose all of the things that are distracting you. And you need to forget all of your cares and all of your worries and all of your to do list and all that stuff just for a moment. All your productivity, all your fears and desires. And you need to just freaking wipe the slate clean in order to come to your senses. Because, and think about that literally, in order to come to your senses, you have to be you know, the sensory information. I'm thinking about the three S's and two T's sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. So, in order just to focus on what you see or smell or hear or whatever, yes. You need to shit-can the background stuff. Because it's ubiquitous and it pollutes our minds. It clouds our minds. So we can't focus on anything. Certainly can't focus on these fundamental things. Our sensory input. Because we're boggled down with all this other bullshit. So coming to our senses, in order to do so, we need to go out of our minds. Not to go insane. But just to try to practice eliminating the background stuff, those programs that are always running on your computer, on your phone, and if you don't close tabs, shit ain't going to run right. And we all can say that. So, damn it, today I'm going out to Dublin, Pennsylvania, and I'm going to go out of my mind, and I'm going to focus on meditation with a chainsaw. 10,000 RPMs at least. Big fucking beefy chainsaw. Big huge fucking Peter. The big dick energy. Okay. The big saw energy is going to be at work. I can't wait to start up. To pull up. Start up. People look at you like you're different, it's like because you are. Yeah. You know, I talked to a young lady at the office last night. She's probably 20. 1920. Beautiful young lady. I've known all her life. said, I haven't figured out what I want to do yet, but I'm I'm going to college. I'm going to start going to college and thinking about it. I said, well, you know, I'm not telling you to be a chiropractor, but I love what I do. I love all the things I do. And I don't just do, you don't have to just do one thing. You don't know what you want to do? Well, I got people who are 40s, 50s, 60s that still don't know what they want to do with their lives or they're complaining about the lives they've had when they've had every opportunity in this day and age. Really, no excuses to not go after your dreams because they are more attainable than ever before. And so, I feel like I have done the things that I've wanted to do, I have turned my dreams into reality. I do enjoy my life. Yes, I complain about things sometimes, that's the human condition, but today. I'm going out the frickin' carved wood. I said, yeah, I'm a chainsaw carver, chiropractor, part-time teacher, uh, chainsaw carver. She says, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Doing different shit, having various interests, pursuing them, learning, creating, finding something worthwhile to occupy your time. That's what I fucking love. And in order for me to do that, I need to go out of my mind, which means I need to not be focused on responding to emails or grading papers or even thinking about things I need to do at home around the house. For the next two hours, I need to focus on safety, the saw, my art, and I look forward to doing so. So think about that. If you remember nothing from this podcast, which is going to be a ramble, think about finding your coming to your senses by going out of your mind. What does that mean to you? Okay, on to uh, something I've had on my mind. I actually did a little podcast yesterday, but I wasn't satisfied with. rambling. So here we go. Let's talk about Columbus Day. That was yesterday. And some kids were out of school. Guy comes in, first patient, among the first patients of the day. And he says, yeah, well, kids are off. You believe that they're off today? Or or that people people are saying it's first people's day. Like, what? I can't believe, you know, it's Columbus Day. And so This is kind of a... This is the thing, okay? This is a controversy. It is... um, Change. People not being welcome. Not finding... uh, Welcoming change. Uh, Growing up... Yeah, I'm 46 years of age. Growing up, we learned about... It was Columbus Day. think we had off from school. Now, curiously this guy whose children were off from school, they were elementary school level, they went to Catholic school. So Catholic, Christopher Columbus, came over from Italy, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Believed to be the first European who landed in the New World. Christopher Columbus. His ships were the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, or the Saint Mary. Mary, the mother of God. And so a very Christian, landed, and so it's not just like a controversy as to whether he landed first. Controversy is about religion kind of too, because many people believe America to be a Christian nation, and the first person to Christopher Columbus certainly was, I believe. A Christian man sought to establish Christian values. So there you go. So, what's the controversy? Well, you know, people I believe, they're historians, I read a historical excerpt yesterday that was... From history.com or the history channel or whatever, and it said there are some historians and some evidence, historical evidence, which suggests that the Vikings, led by Leif Erikson, may have landed 500 years prior on the New World along the eastern seaboard. And then, of course, uh, the Chinese are thought to have. come so far as to up, come up the east coast of the United States um, and then what about our what are about our indigenous well they came from somewhere the Native Americans they came from somewhere but they certainly were here when Europeans landed and so, this land is my land, this land is your land, from California to the whatever, New York Islands, is that how that Ditty goes, anyway, it wasn't our land, alright, but yes, Europeans came over, settlements, um, progress, Christopher Columbus should get some kind of credit for that, now, Evidence seems to suggest that he was not the nicest guy living in those times. He was an explorer he established he came and he saw that there were native peoples but he kind of just said, no, he enslaved some of them. You can see he sent thousands uh, away on slave ships of Native Americans. He killed a bunch of them. And he made them all Christians, and then there's the spread of pestilence and all this stuff. I've said this before. It's like, to the victor goes the spoils. So I read an account this morning. This is from like Yellowstone. Somebody who who uh, runs a Yellowstone Facebook page it seems to be all about the park, and they said they showed some teepees. With snow cover on the ground, and the teepees were glowing, it was very beautiful. And people were saying Indigenous Day, and then others are coming on there and saying Columbus Day. It's always been, for centuries, been Columbus Day. And they just can't deal with the notion that people are pushing back, like Indigenous people. They're the originals, okay? They should get the credit. They should get. This some satisfaction. The Columbus was kind of a dickwad, and maybe if without Columbus, at the very least, without Columbus, maybe we would not be where we are today in terms of oh, this guy. All right, I got to pull in here. Chainsaw carving time. <laughs> hey, what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill. Today is the twelfth of October, twenty twenty-one. I'm off today, holy shit. I feel like a free man. Slept in until 10 a.m., took the dog down the creek for a walk, had a cup of coffee and scrolled back and forth between emails and my little bit of Facebooking that I'm doing now. Just checking on things. <clears throat> Excuse me, trying to proceed at my own pace today. I'm heading over to Dublin with reasonable expectations as to what I'm going to accomplish for my bear, my Dublin bear. I'm doubling down on this bear. So Dublin, Pennsylvania, up by Bedminster, this is a really beautiful stretch of Bucks County road, land, countryside, as I mentioned to you before. And as I speak, the foliage, man, it sure is popping out. Reds, oranges, and yellows, birch trees, and pin oaks, and maples, and pumpkins, you know, roadside stands with pumpkins. Look at this little pond with uh, remnants of the lily pads, even the lily pads and all that algae that grows so strongly, so abundantly during the fair weather, the summer, spring all that's fading away as well as these nights dip into the 60s and 50s and 40s and down, the seasons change, and how beautiful the seasons change. You know, I'm listening right now to an audible Alan Watts compilations of his speaking, his philosophy. If you're not familiar with this guy, and I've mentioned him many times before, his voice is freaking unbelievable, it's very calming, he's kind of got an Eastern bent, an Eastern philosophy, uh, also has background in Western religions, Christianity, Judaism, Muslim, all that stuff, he was a student of all this stuff, and he wasn't a priest, he wasn't a prophet, he was kind of just like a philosopher, he's talking about practical things, and so if you were unfamiliar with Alan Watts, you need to, you need to check, out, check him out, okay? So this particular audible is called Out of Your Mind, and one of the first things he says, I'll try to put, I'll pull it up here. One speaks of awakening it means dehypnotization coming to your senses but of course to do that you have to go out of your mind you know how true is that in order to come to you says i don't know if, and i don't know if you could hear that hopefully but sometimes there's a little bit of a conflict maybe it's the competing of, for microphones or something from audible to this podcast app but We'll see if it came through. So he says, in order to experience awakening, you have to come to your senses. But in order to do that, you have to go out of your mind. And how true is that? Think about that just for a moment. In order to come to your senses, you need to go out of your mind. To me, that means that you need to get all this fucking mind fuck. You need to deny the mind fuck. You need to lose all of the things that are distracting you. And you need to forget all of your cares and all of your worries and all of your to do list and all that stuff just for a moment. All your productivity, all your fears and desires. And you need to just freaking wipe the slate clean in order to come to your senses. Because, and think about that literally, in order to come to your senses, you have to be in you know, sensory information. I'm thinking about the three S's and two T's sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. So, in order just to focus on what you see or smell or hear or whatever, yes. You need to shit-can the background stuff. Because it's ubiquitous and it pollutes our minds. It clouds our minds. So we can't focus on anything. Certainly can't focus on these fundamental things. Our sensory input. Because we're boggled down with all this other bullshit. So coming to our senses, in order to do so, we need to go out of our minds. Not to go insane. But just to try to practice eliminating the background stuff. Those programs that are always running on your computer, on your phone, and if you don't close tabs, shit ain't gonna run right. And we all can say that. So, damn it, today I'm going out to Dublin, Pennsylvania, and I'm going to go out of my mind, and I'm gonna focus on meditation with a chainsaw. 10,000 RPMs at least. Big, fucking, beefy chainsaw. Big, huge, fucking Peter. The big dick energy. Okay? The big saw energy is going to be at work. I can't wait to start up. To pull up, start up. People look at you like you're different, it's like, because you are. Yeah, you know, I talked to a young lady at the office last night. She's probably 20, 1920 Beautiful young lady I've known all her life. So I haven't figured out what I want to do yet, but I'm, I'm going to college. I'm going to start going to college and thinking about it. I said, well, you know, I'm not telling you to be a chiropractor, but I love what I do. I love all the things I do, and I don't just do, you don't have to just do one thing. You don't know what you want to do? Well, I get people who are 40s, 50s, 60s that still don't know what they want to do with their lives, or they're complaining about the lives they've had when they've had every opportunity in this day and age. Really, no excuses to not go after your dreams because they are more attainable than ever before. And so, I feel like I have done the things that I've wanted to do, I have turned my dreams into reality. I do enjoy my life. Yes, I complain about things sometimes, that's the human condition. But today, I'm going out the frickin' carve wood. I said, yeah, I'm a chainsaw carver, chiropractor, part-time teacher, uh, chainsaw carver. She says, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Doing different shit, having various interests, pursuing them, learning, creating, finding something worthwhile to occupy your time. That's what I fucking love. And in order for me to do that, I need to go out of my mind, which means I need to not be focused on responding to emails or grading papers or even thinking about things I need to do at home around the house. For the next two hours, I need to focus on safety, the saw, my art, and I look forward to doing so. Okay. So think about that. If you remember nothing from this podcast, which is going to be a ramble, think about finding your, coming to your senses by going out of your mind. What does that mean to you? Okay, on to uh, something I've had on my mind. I actually did a little podcast yesterday, but I wasn't satisfied with my rambling. So here we go. Let's talk about Columbus Day. That was yesterday and some kids were out of school. Guy comes in, first patient, among the first patients of the day and he says, yeah, well, kids are off. You believe that they're off today or, or that people people are saying it's first people's day. I'm like, what? I can't believe, you know, it's Columbus Day. And so This is kind of a... This is the thing, okay? This is a controversy. It is... um, Change. People not being welcome. Not finding... uh, Welcoming change. Uh, Growing up, yeah, I'm 46 years of age. Growing up, we learned about... It was Columbus Day. think we had off from school. Now, curiously this guy whose children were off from school, they were elementary school level, they went to Catholic school. So Catholic, Christopher Columbus came over from Italy, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Believed to be the first European who landed in the New World. Christopher Columbus. His... Ships were the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, or the Saint Mary. Mary, the mother of God. And so a very Christian, landed. And so it's not just like a controversy as to whether he landed first. Controversy is about religion, kind of, too. Because many people believe America to be a Christian nation. And the first person to... Christopher Columbus certainly was, I believe. A Christian man sought to establish Christian values. So there you go. So, what's the controversy? Well, you know, people I believe, they're the historians, I read a historical excerpt yesterday that was from history.com or the history channel or whatever, and it said there are some historians and some evidence, historical evidence, which suggests that the Vikings, led by Leif Erikson, may have landed 500 years prior on the New World along the eastern seaboard. And then, of course, uh, the Chinese are thought to have. Um, Come so far as to up, come up the east coast of the United States, um, and then what about our what are about our indigenous? Well, they came from somewhere. The Native Americans, they came from somewhere, but they certainly were here when Europeans landed, and so this land is my land, this land is your land, from California to the whatever, New York Islands, is that how that ditty goes, anyway, it wasn't our land, alright, but yes, Europeans came over, settlements, um, progress, Christopher Columbus should get some kind of credit for that, now, Evidence seems to suggest that he was not the nicest guy living in those times. He was an explorer. He established, he came and he saw that there were Native peoples, but he kind of just said, I mean, he enslaved some of them. You can see he sent thousands uh, away on slave ships of Native Americans, he killed a bunch of them. And he made them all Christians and then there's the spread of pestilence and all this stuff. I've said this before, it's like to the victor goes the spoils. So I read an account this morning. This is from like Yellowstone. Somebody who who uh runs a Yellowstone Facebook page. It seems to be all about the park. And they said they showed some teepees. And with snow cover on the ground, and the teepees were glowing, and it was very beautiful. And people were saying Indigenous Day, and then others were coming on there and saying Columbus Day. It's always been, for centuries, been Columbus Day. And they just can't deal with the notion that people are pushing back, like Indigenous people. They're the originals, okay? They should get the credit. They should get some satisfaction, the Columbus was kind of a dickwad, and maybe if without Columbus, at the very least, without Columbus, maybe we would not be where we are today in terms of, oh, this guy, All right, I gotta pull in here, chainsaw carving time. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Look, I'm back for the uh, second part of this segment. And it was not uh, flowing very smoothly. Although it should. I think I just need to plant the seed, get a little talking point going. But where I, uh, what I was rambling, ramble out! Now's the time, the time is now. Sing my song. I'm going around the world, I'm on to find my girl, on my way. Ten years to the day, ram alone. Gonna find the queen of all my dreams. Right? So, I guess I was plum tuckered out for blocking out that fucking big ass bear. Kicking her sign over there. Ursus means bear fucking idiots. Check it out. I blocked that bear out. I got its fucking ass cheeks sculpted out. Got its arms friggin' hanging out front. Got its thighs looking good. Blocked out its head a little bit more so it doesn't look like a friggin' bear with a giant head. Listen, you don't want to take too much off, right? You take too much off, then you ain't got nothing left to work with. And so, easy does it. Put two hours of work on it this afternoon. Ski-daddled. Customer showed up from golfing. Bunch of retirees and golfing just upon my return, just as I was heading out. And then, of course, the time the clock ran away after those two solitary hours. Solitary. That would be one. After those mere two hours that I had to work on the bear. Nice and peace and quiet, just me. And a 70cc fucking chainsaw. Pushing who knows how many RPMs. Ran like a top today. I'll tell you what. Cut very, very well. I worked on my sharpening technique. I worked on my freaking saw maintenance. I worked on my starting the saw. I had all my shit lined up, ready to go. All was said and done. I was a freaking mess. I got this new uh, visor, my friend. So it's got a headband that's got a ratchet on it. You push this little dial in and you turn it. And it can adjust to your your head. And I have a very gigantic head. And so I wore my cap backwards, and then I put the uh, this visor on. You can tilt it back, tilt it up, tilt it down, and it's very protective. I did not use safety glasses, because I had this. Kept the dust out, kept the frickin' uh, debris out, prevented me from getting my face cut off, right? So I'm loving this new gear. let just put it in the sink. We're gonna wash it like a dish. Or utensil just the way it goes in the Oberst house you're gonna find some dishes in the sink you shouldn't because we're trying to all do our part but I'll bring my safety glasses in there We'll wash those babies up we gotta have clean PPE so this new maybe $40 item I Amazon forget the company now but really really nice very protective no fog it's great anyway so The one thing that I wanted to talk about instead of this uh, you know, aside from the the carving, is Columbus Day. That was yesterday. I don't know if you knew this, but there's some controversy around Columbus Day. So when I was growing up, we learned about Christopher Columbus and Anina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria, uh, which means Saint Mary. So, right? Christian European comes across, he's from Italy, he's got Spanish ships. He lands on the eastern seaboard and claims the land for his own. You know, his for the monarchy. Right? At the directions of the monarchy, he sends goddamn... Uh, gets some, some settlements going, he enslaves some people, beat the shit out of some folks, raped, pillaged, took what he wanted, because now Europeans have landed, we've got rifles and we've got men, and you've got comparatively... You know, peaceful society, living on a river, taking only what you need. That's the stereotype. Yes, I appreciate Indians killed each other, warred, sacrificed their own, did all kinds of horrible things. After After all, they are human beings, right? So human beings do crazy shit like that. But they were, I think, comparatively peaceful civilization. We come in, and many, many thousands, millions more would come in the centuries that followed question is, do we give Christopher Columbus, uh, we celebrate this guy because he is the reason why we're here? In one sense, yes. Okay. In another sense, it was bound to happen. Okay. Now, the, some evidence, historical evidence that I've read, suggests that the Vikings landed 500 years earlier. All right. Leif Erikson and his crew, and then some evidence that Chinese ships came across uh, the land and found it. So Christopher Columbus did not find shit. He knew there was land out there. He went on a voyage, risked his ass and and you know and life and limb to do it. He was the first to frickin' plant a flag and say, you know what, this is ours. We're taking it. And that's what he did. Okay. Now, there's nothing written that says that Christopher Columbus had to be the greatest guy in the world. Some grandfatherly dude, some upstanding citizen. He should have had Christian values. Definitely raped and pillaged the land and the people. And he did some. know, took some people as servants. As soon as he got there, he wrote that shit. Okay, what's done is done. I've said before. Say it again. To the victor go the spoils. What are you going to do, Christopher Columbus? celebrate that guy. And so people, I think the controversy is is therein, right? A, did he land first? No. No. B, did he fucking, is he responsible for the beginnings of genocide on the Native Americans, our nation's first people, or at least those that were well-established before uh, uh, Westerners showed up yeah. So if you were an indigenous person, again, I'll do this little thing. I mentioned that critical race theory. I don't know anything about the finer nuances of that, okay? I'm just going to say this, as I said previously. If you were in their shoes, if you were uh, uh, had Native American blood, in you know, I'm talking about like a significant amount. If you lived on a reservation right now, and your, your history is different, your history is likely much different than the history that I learned when I was growing up. Can we agree on that? Because these people basically had their land rat-fucked out from under them. Now, I am biased because if you ask me would I rather be a pilgrim or an Indian, which is a question I'll sometimes ask around Thanksgiving, I say Indian because I just like their philosophy. I'm co- At least their stereotypical philosophy. You know a little bit more respectful of the land and of one another Um, follow the herd you know, all that stuff I'm sure that there are terrible Indians out there I think their civilization has some things that we can learn from and and should be honored and that that is probably more appropriate to have a First Peoples Day, an Indigenous Day than Christopher Columbus, or along with Christopher Columbus because he is part of our history I'm not saying we should take his statue down or his history, you know, and burn it. I'm just saying that he's probably not the fucking prince that he is often celebrated to be. What do you think about that? I don't know, right? I had a guy come in yesterday with kids who were off from school. (coughs) They go to Catholic school, I presume, because my kids in local school district public school they don't celebrate this day. Okay, they don't. At least, uh, if they celebrate it, they don't give the kids off for it. So, do with that what you will. But interesting that Christopher Columbus was a Christian and Catholic schools, Christian. They celebrate the guy. So they. They're celebrating basically the first Westerner who started the process of our flourishing on this on the new on what was known as the New World, right? So it's, it's interesting. It's worth having a conversation over. But this guy who came in with his kids out of school, he's like, First People's Day, uh, Christopher. Col- it's Columbus Day, right? It's Columbus Day." I'll just say this, I don't refute that it's Columbus Day, I'm just saying maybe we should be sensitive to the reality and the fact that this guy wasn't the first to be here and that he, um, by a long shot, and then how about the people that, whose history is a little bit different, whose whose, uh, land he took, whose uh, populace he rat-fucked. And there's evidence that he took slaves and all that shit. You know, I don't know what to say. Everybody's got a past. It's something to talk about. Hey, let's give him something to talk about. A little mystery to figure out. Let's give him something to talk about. Let's talk about love. And facts, you know, I'll end with this. My daughter came home yesterday, said there's this method that they use in school in science class. And it's called CERs. You need to run the CERs on something. So if you say that, for instance, paper straws are better than plastic straws, you have to do the CER on it. Claim, evidence, and reasoning. So what's the claim? Paper straws are better than plastic straws, better for the environment. Evidence, well, here's the evidence. We've got studies we can make uh, plastic, you know, lasts forever. You gotta put it in landfills. It pollutes the microplastics in the oceans, yada, yada, yada. And paper, it's more biodegradable. They're easier to make. It's a comparatively abundant thing. And then reasoning, so you, so you talk through it. Claim evidence and reasoning, C E R. So let's run the CERs on Christopher Columbus. McLean, he was the first person to land on the, in a new world.